I have a big window that looks out onto the street. Like we could have sex, my wife and I, in such a way that it would be like extremely visible to the people on the street. Bo's and- laughing a lot. He's like, I've spent a lot yeah. of nights in those bushes. I know, right? <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, the podcast where we draw a random topic every week, we discuss it, and give it a verdict of good, bad, or bullshit, hence the title. In a way, this is the most well-named show ever made. Uh, I'm Crofton Steers, one of your three hosts, the one with the verdicts that genuinely you think are most important. Um, I am the Hannibal of this podcast, if you will, the John Hannibal Smith from the A-Team, and with me, our fellow A-Team members, I'm talking about Howling Mad Murdoch, Mike Hodgins. Mike, welcome. Hello. And uh, B.A. Bad Attitude Baracus, Bo Schwartz. I Bo, pity welcome. the fool that doesn't agree with my verdicts. Oh, yeah. Like if, if Bo had 50 pounds of gold around his neck, it would kind of it would kind of suit him. I love it when a plan comes together. I think I'd do that. I wouldn't. I don't know. Gold. I. You know. I'm I was. A silver I, kind of guy. There's like a food court slash mall in my office, like in the main floor of my office building. And I was down there the other day, and there was a couple of guys who were walking, walking around. And it's the summer. It's hot. You know, people are kind of wearing like maybe polo shirts or like shorter sleeve shirts and and, and light lighter pants and all this. But there's there's guys often, and bear in mind I work in Gatineau, uh, that are wearing like singular like gold chains around their necks and stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 their shirts are open a little bit and they've got their gold chain around their neck. And when I see that, I'm like, does that guy think he's Scarface? Like, what is that look exactly? It, like, are it you... might be a Catholic thing. A lot of the, a lot of francophones are Catholic. Maybe really? that. I don't think there's a cross on it. I think it's just a chain. It's just gold. A lot of hockey players wear them too, like just one like a gold chain around the neck. You just, I don't know. Looks yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. I, I was watching some Olympic swimming the other day, and there was one swimmer. It was, it was a Russian swimmer. Uh, and it was wearing a neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and he was wearing, oh, I love you, Russia. You know, it, it's quite a, it's quite a plan they had about the doping. You know, you got to give them some cred for that. <laughs> Anyways, and it was a Russian swimmer was wearing a chain around his neck. And I'm like, it It seems to me if you're a swimmer, that's the worst decision you can make. You're like, what I need is a little bit of extra drag in the water. Just a little bit. I got my swim cap on. I got my, my skin-tight trunks. I just need some piece of metal dangling on my neck to, you know, it doesn't make I, any sense. I'd like it if, if the little jewel or a, a jewel on the necklace was a little anchor. I think that would be... I'm surprised they don't cross. tattoo He was themselves. Russian, so it probably, it probably had a little needle in the end of it that was injecting <laughs> him with, like, <laughs> some speed. He's like, ooh, yeah. ooh. I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surprised they don't tattoo themselves more extensively than they do. I mean, if wow. at all. I- because it, when it helps them if they put like flames down the side of their body. <laughs> yes, like, and they like go speed laser beams. Like, everybody things. knows they would go out when they hit the water. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is about these Olympics is – I feel badly because it's the first Olympics that happens in South America. Like, I mean, and I'm really not interested. This is the least interested I've been in an Olympics forever. 
but but it's like normally the Olympics are either in the United States or in Europe. You know, they can be anywhere in the world that's the United States or Europe or maybe Australia. But like this time it's it's somewhere different and I just feel like I'm not – I don't have that Olympic spirit this time. How about you guys? Um, well, no. I mean I not really one for the Olympics anyways, but I've got nobody really pushing me to watch it so i haven't been watching it but i will tell you i haven't watched it but I, my understanding is the pool is green right so it's a bit of algae in one of the pools oh uh, well <laughs> it, it, i've been seeing a lot of meme level like mashups where people are using that green as a chrome you know green screening right so uh one in particular with had the two chinese divers i shared it with you guys i don't know if you watched it diving into a couple of cups and i was like that's amazing so the memes have been strong with this olympics it's true they have been and there's the michael phelps like unhappy face face. (laughs) i'm not sure if you guys saw the one going around with with good old jim ross from wrestling calling (laughs) it like he's the undertaker (laughs) and then it's flashing and they flash the light it's like my god but but it's uh, it's pretty funny uh, so thank you olympics for giving us memes yeah i mean i've been watching a little I, I just reviewed our we had a unanimous verdict on the olympics when we reviewed it on this very show what uh, was it what was our verdicts it was what you could expect bullshit yeah unanimous across the board and uh so and i have been watching a little bit of olympics but that does not change my verdict <laughs> it's like it is bullshit like if I, I remember that episode, I was the most positive, and I really wanted to. I really wanted to say that they were good and that sort of thing. But it's funny because time has made me sour on them a little bit. So it's like, to me, it's just a passive, 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 passive thing. It's something you're like, oh, I was just like playing a game on my phone or something. I'm like, oh, I could have the Olympics on in the background, and then I just put it on in the background. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's people swimming. Oh, that person won. Whatever. But I just like, pulled the backflip on my endless running phone game at the same time. It's more yeah, fun. It's like you can multitask over it. It's just like background stuff. And it's speaking, used to watch random sports you didn't know really existed. Speaking of multitasking, I'm going to try to continue this little Olympic conversation while you run your random topic generator and pull out a topic. We'll see how yeah. that goes. It's ready to go. All right. So just yeah. give her a yay. So as I was saying, <laughs> You know, one day they'll do a of starting the random topic generator. There'll be a bunch of people lined up. They'll be pulling them who can start it faster. Even though Mike is the first to do it, he'd be last. Yeah. Oh, the topic today is one which is very apropos of the um, Russian Olympic team. It's lying. <laughs> oh, wow. Russian Olympic team slam. Well, you know, maybe this Boo. one. Boo. <laughs> uh, yeah, lying is the topic. So wow. not telling the truth. Now, yeah, look, here, right here, off the the bat, it seems yeah, okay. like this is like obvious. Like, oh yeah, lying's bad, but it's very it, it's obvious subtle. because of the the uh, morality that we have been instilled since birth, and and the, a lot of that you know comes from religion. A lot of that is just it's you know your parents want you to be telling them the truth so that they drill this into you, and they say like you know lying is bad. That's one of those things you're always told. Lying is bad, but is it really? Well, I think like so many things, it's highly contextual. And I mean, like right off the bat, I have a hard time lying. Like if if it's a if it's a a bald face lie, like I can't I can't really do it. I have a I have a hard time just not saying something 
that I could say that's true <laughs> that's truer that I know. Like I have a, I have a difficult uh, time not divulging information, which, which I know to be true. Like I'm terrible at keeping a secret. Don't ever trust me with a secret. And because uh, I like to put it out there, and I I dislike lying, even to the point of withholding information. But you know, it's like there are. And when we talk about the subtleties of this, for sure we mean the little, like, white lies where you don't want to, like, offend someone about something, you know, something like how they look. Someone's like, how do I look? And you, and you, you know, your honest mind is like, you don't look so good. But you say, you look great. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's, not, I'm like, is that bad? I, I don't, I don't know that the world would be better if everyone was like, I don't, I don't like that color on you. You need, you know, you need to lose some weight, in my opinion, or you need to get a facelift. Like, if people, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm clinically depressed and have contemplated suicide eight times since waking up this morning. I didn't enjoy my breakfast very much, and I really think the way you speak is irritating. You know, like, if we all just actually answered these questions with how we were doing, like, yeah. it, 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 of course, it's, the conversation is never what it is on the surface. It's very difficult. Yeah. I think it's like, nigh impossible to have a 100% live-free conversation with anyone <laughs> in the world, well, even that, on the stand. That example you gave just that, it's like, it's like if someone starts down the route, you want to just stop and be like, okay, it's going to stop you right there. It, you just say fine. That's, that's, that's how you answer that. Well, Bo's example was a long one, but I used to work with this lady, and I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, how's it going today? And she's an older lady, and she'd come in, and she'd be like, well, I got menstrual cramps. She, and she's be, lying. She's and, lying. No, she's telling the truth. No, well, hang on, because there's shades of truth-telling. All right, so let's say someone is does give you that litany of things. People never say what they mean but they mean what they mean i think and and that person is maybe they're actually lonely and you've asked them and they're taking that surface question that we all know in our common communities to be just how are you doing i'm fine and take it to mean oh someone wants to talk to me i'm going to engage them and and sort of feed off of that energy so they're telling you. I, I'm just guessing. There's a lot of conjecture, but my well, feeling she is was, that she didn't stop. She just walked by as she said it. So it wasn't like she's looking for conversation. But I really wish she lied to me. Uh, is is what it comes down to. Um, the thing. The thing. I was thinking about lying the other day, just because we're my kid is now two, and um, we're we're getting into those things like Santa Claus. It's not necessarily this year that it'll be a big deal but like You're, are you planning to lie to your child crofton you know <laughs> it's morally reprehensible moving you know, moving ahead you know into into things like that or just like stuff about you know magic in the world and and this and that like i mean what what they what's real and what's make-believe and 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 this and 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 working with the child's imagination and 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 the the line between truth and lie in this and 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 where where and when to cross to cross it and when when not to and i you know like i i haven't made any decisions or i haven't been forced to yet but it, it's just something that's now entering my mind making it a very sort of uh, a topic with lots of levels of gray i guess so, well, so wait, it's funny the, wait, the kid one's really Mike. interesting Wait. I've got to talk. No, because you just... Okay, you go ahead. Go ahead, Because you Look, have you told your child yet that Santa Claus isn't real? 
You're asking me? Yeah, because you just gave Crofton crap for... It would just go in one ear and out the other uh, to a a kid, uh, my kid's age. He's two. He doesn't... He'd be Mm -hmm. like, whatever. But I think it's like slightly old. What? He doesn't even know what Santa Claus is. Yeah, they're a bit too young. But yeah, coming up pretty soon, and probably probably within the next year, they're going to start to get it more. But I was thinking about... So Crofton brought up children and and about lying, and there's things that you you know part of your job as a parent is to protect your kids and and that inevitably kind of involves lying to a certain degree. I think most people, most reasonable people, agree that you know you don't want to like expose your kids to too much trauma at a young age. There comes a point where you're mature enough to deal with the realities of the world, like the terrible things happen and that people die and all this stuff. And at some point kids realize what death is. I remember when I was a kid kind of understanding that death was a thing Mm -hmm. and I was probably, I don't know, six or something. I don't even remember how old, but I remember kind of, and it was scary even to think about it. So it's like, you think when you're a kid, you know, and you walk along and there's a squirrel, you know, on the road and you're like, What's and the, and your kid's like, oh look at the squirrel. You're like, oh oh, he's sleeping, son. Let's just keep moving. He's, he's moving sleeping. along. He's having a little rest there. Uh-huh. You don't want to sit down with your three year old and being like, he's dead. He'll never come back again. He's gone forever from the universe. Like you don't. There's no point. You know what are you doing? You're telling a little white lie to a child. Honestly, for their for their own good to a certain extent. You don't want to draw it too long. But that what's challenging about that is is being non-religious because when you're religious everything is a lie and so uh <laughs> okay, go on <laughs> so you what? So, so when you see the dead squirrel on the road you say oh he's gone up to squirrel heaven and he's having a party with all the other squirrels where they'll be rewarded for their sacrifice in the afterlife by our lord and savior jesus christ and of squirrels and uh squirrel christ yeah, I just it allows you to using that framework. You're you're indoctrinating kids young, but you're also like it, it's it's weird because you're not because you believe it because you're religious and you believe it. Um, then it's not a lie to you. It, as George Cassandra would say, it's not a lie, Jerry. But actually, I'll if jump, you believe it, I, and he's he's not wrong about that. But um, ask Donald Trump. Uh, but uh, so the thing about that that's interesting. Now I don't know this for certainty, but I'm pretty sure that you just talk about religious people. But it's that animals do not go to heaven, and uh, it's because they don't have an immortal soul. Where only only humans have immortal souls. That's why God made man. I'm saying humans there. Uh, in his in his image. Uh, and animals are not because they do not they do not go to heaven. So even if you're religious and you tell your dog, "Oh, oh, little little boots went to kitty heaven," that's still a lie. And if you're a religious person, I think you should know that 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 humans have souls and animals do not, and there's no heaven. So you're still buffering your child, even if you. I mean, I guess if you're, you're un- blanketing them in lies, you're not. It's, yeah. So 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 that's so how so is that's this the, good for raising ki- children? Like how is that actually even po- like why not tell them they're dead? I don't understand. They're dead. They're never coming back. Like, because it's, it's the exact same reason that movies have like PG PG thirteen reason. It's why you don't take your kid to see a rated R uh, yeah, movie. I thought Mike did a good job of explaining that you while their brains are developing and before their the maturity, they don't have the same maturity as an adult, and to to throw them into 
issues of great trauma at a young age, it's very, very, Wait, for, uh, for very, very so, difficult. I have so, so when you, I have more questions. So when you're a little kid, I'm just going to give an example that hopefully Bo can wrap his perverted mind around. But uh, so when your kid comes up to you and says, perverted. Mommy, Daddy, where do babies come from? You don't show them hardcore pornography. It, most people would agree that's not, they don't well, need to okay, know you're right being now extreme. the ins and outs of how you're, that happens, right? Be, you just so, say, so, oh. Look, if you say, hey, son, the squirrel died. His daddy's never coming back. And then he says, what's death you're not going to find another squirrel and kill it to show him what death is you don't need to show him hardcore porn to explain sex so my point is there's another way the, 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 my point <laughs> is at some point you're going to tell your child when you're raising it not to lie to you I, well and but maybe. the hypocrisy is you're you teach through example as well and sooner or later that child becomes aware of all the lies that's been told by the role models of its life and therein lies the giant hypocrisy of telling raising children telling them not to lie if anything we should be raising them to lie because this is a fundamental tenet of how we raise our children santa claus oh. and jesus christ oh yeah i, I think- got you over a barrel there buddy well i think that i mean again i think it's a it's unrealistic, and I think most reasonable people would say that it's it's not you, your aim is not to teach your kids never lie. Period. I don't think many people really believe that. Like I feel like I can't think of a concrete example, but I'm sure my mom would have said something like like if I had been like, oh, well, you didn't tell that person the truth, and and then they, my mom would have said something like, you yeah, know, sometimes we just we don't want to hurt someone's feelings and it would be framed that way. It wouldn't be framed around like, well, sometimes I lie to people because I don't want to deal with their shit. You know, like you, you don't say, say it like that. But I think that most kids kind of, kind of understand that there's nuances and, and what you're trying, like when we talked about, again, this clearly is a layered conversation. It's not just as simple as mean lying's bad. It's like, there are contexts in which lying is bad when you're, when you're doing it really to deceive or hurt someone, uh, or, but if you're doing it in someone's to protect someone's feelings, and there's no one really being hurt, it's is it is it bad? And I think most people would be like, again, depending on the context, it's not universally bad. Hmm. It's just telling the truth can lead to um, hurt feelings in the short term, and perhaps positive effects in the long term. And that's where that's where like truthfulness is seen as a virtue, whereas lying is often seen as a negative. But I don't think it's always that. That case, and, and, and Bo, when you're talking about parents and, and, and having to live with the lies they tell their kids, the reality is like, so my parents weren't religious, so I had I didn't have any of the religious upbringing. And yeah, they told me the Santa Claus stuff, but when I found out Santa Claus was not uh, the truth, I had two brothers who still thought that Santa Claus existed. And so my parents had to get me on board the lie train. Uh, and they said, "Did you not like you know? Did you not enjoy the the whole Santa Claus thing? And and, and you you don't want to take this away, you know, from your brothers. This is a, a a fun experience and all this. And I, you know, I I took part in it. I recognized that this was an exception and that my parents weren't like lying about everything all the time. In fact, I consider my parents. They probably lied to us a bunch, but I I always remember." them telling the truth or and stressing the value of the truth now that said i getting back to what mike said earlier about like how easy is it to tell a lie and the different types of lies and lying by omission versus like if somebody asks me straight up something i can lie but i find it much more difficult than just um you know 
I guess, proactively lying and saying, saying, uh, uh, or setting the stage for, uh, to avoid a, to avoid a straight up question. If somebody says, if somebody asks you something that has a re- a binary response or a, a truth or a, a true or a false answer, I mean, those are intimidating to me if I don't want to give them the true, the true answer. And that's when it, I might like try to him and a ha my way out of it, in which case it's, pretty apparent which version i'm gonna say yeah well it's funny when you say it like that because this is something that just came up the other day my wife got stopped by a police officer while on her bicycle this infuriated me to no end go see our police episode i can't remember what i said but more increasingly i agree for though (laughs) you're leaving out a lot of details here Look, fuck the police, Crofton. She hit three children with her bike. No, so she was biking along, and she was like, had to cross one more street to get to her work, which is like City Hall. And I guess she didn't come to a complete stop uh, at the stop sign on her bicycle. And if you've ever driven a bicycle, nobody comes to a complete stop at a stop sign one day because it's like, you don't want to start up from scratch unless there's a car that's going to drive you over, you know? So she didn't come to a complete stop. Uh... And then, and then the cop came over to where she was locked up her bike. He's like, oh, I want you to see your license there. And she's like, what? And, and then he's like, I'm giving you a ticket. You didn't come to a complete stop. And then she was really upset about it because obviously, you know, this person gets paid $100,000 a year. Is there nothing better they can do to harass police officers? She's all angry. She's like, I'm going to go fight it in court. And then my dad was like, well, did you stop? Because we were telling this to my, my, to my parents. And she's like, he couldn't see me. There was a car there. He couldn't see if uh, – and, and, and then he was like, Andrea, when you go to see that judge, because my dad has tried to fight tickets before uh, and failed, uh, and, then, <laughs> and, the judge asks, and the judge asks you right in your face and says, you're under oath. Did you come to a complete stop on that stop sign? What are you going to say? And she's like, mm, yep. maybe not. And then that's it. Guilty. Hammer down. And uh, and that's very hard to tell a lie like that. And, of course, my brain was working out the ins and outs of the, like, well, did you, maybe your wheels came to momentarily a complete stop, but you didn't put your feet down. And he couldn't tell that because there was a car blocking you. So, yes, yeah. so I would just say yes. And then, again, you're doing a little bit of the George Costanza thing and being like, you know what? No, I did. Uh, I just did <laughs> get off the bike and that's you know basically lying but but it's like it comes this type of thing where like you disagree with with the cop or the whole or that whole law or that type of enforcement for something like a victimless crime and it feels wrong it it contradicts your morality and you're like damn it i want to lie about this and it makes me think of like how lying is tied i think and i think why we look at it is so bad Often it's because it's tied to other moral issues. So, you know, I'm trying to think of bad line. And I was like, okay, so you're a dude and you're like cheat on your wife all the time. And then you lie to her about it. You're like, that that's a bad line. It's doubly bad, though, because you're already engaging in some other transgression you're trying to hide. Your aim is not to protect someone else. It's to protect yourself mostly. And and it's and often that type of lying is because you've already done something else, which you know, is maybe considered wrong or you consider wrong and you don't want to be exposed for it. So then you lie. And I, so I just think that there's that tying with lying to other types of behavior. Right. Uh, That's the, this, this, the, I think you've pointed out it's the selfish lie because, because you clearly, you, you could also take the route of talking to your partner and saying, I'd like to fool around with other women. Let's, you know, let's discuss my feelings about this and go about it. The respectful way, and I think that the word that keeps popping in my head that we talk about is that I don't think lying is an evil thing or an immoral thing. I think lying is what it is. But I think 
people, um, we have a hard time grappling with all the limited information we have in the world. We see it as a sign of respect when someone is honest with us. And, and, and we wonder why kids are so disrespectful towards their parents when they're at an age where they discover they've been lying to them and don't respect them anymore. Because in our professional lives and with our family of our same age, we do hopefully treat them with love and respect. And part of that is telling the truth in most circumstances, if not all, I think. It, it occurs to me while Bo was talking, because I was trying to peg sort of his positioning, which I found interesting on this. And it occurs to me that Bo is one of the most truthful people that I know in that like there's times when we've done a segment on this show called Smoke Watch. Longtime listeners may recall. Mm-hmm. And we, we would be asking – like really there's no way to determine if Bo has been smoking or if he quit smoking or whatever. It's the except, honor system. Except the honor system and asking him. And like he's in a position where he'd be like, oh, yeah, I haven't smoked. But if he did smoke, he would say that he did. And uh, – and now the the one thing I will say though is that I have caught Bo smoking before, um, whereas he won't necessarily go out and volunteer the information if we're not asking him. Had I said, "Hey, Bo, have you taken up smoking again?" He for sure would have said yes. But because he started smoking and all that stuff, he's not going to be like, "Oh, hey guys, guess what? I started smoking again." You know, he he's. I'm enjoying with, that period of time where you guys didn't know. No, but you you literally would not have told us. I'm pretty sure of that. Like, and at the time it was, I think, one pack or whatever you would be. Because, because I'm partially lying to myself, and that's a component of lying. Where you're like, this is a temporary thing. This is just a, you know, whatever, right? Like, that's an aspect of all of this too. In the example that Mike gave about the wife. Uh, and lying so, to yourself is never good. Like there's no – I can see no right. positives to, but, of but lying to yourself. That's hard. It's hard to avoid because it's, the smarter you are, the easier the, – the, the more like convoluted ways that you rationalize some of the things that you do to trick yourself. And, and I definitely uh, fall victim to that all the time because I'm super smart and I'm always fooling myself. <laughs> I, I just mean when – <laughs> lying is a tough topic to, to, to as Mike pointed out at the beginning. There's so many layers, and it's so much. It's so contextual. Mm-hmm. But the context of lying to yourself, yeah. I cannot think of as ever being a positive one. Like the external no. lying and lying to other people, I can. There's scenarios you can create in which I'm like, okay, that's a positive, or at least not a negative. But lying to yourself, like unless like maybe it's to try to motivate yourself. Yeah, but because people would frame that differently. I don't think you – people would use rather the term it's more justifying something to be like – to be like, yeah, I quit smoking, but I'm going to have this cigarette because, you know, I'm easing off it. I deserve it and I really – I'm still quitting. This is just a little you're, – you're, you're justifying this action. You're, you're not you're not going to say you're lying to yourself. You're trying to more forgive the, the little you're, slip you're, you're you had. You're trying to like make your psychological despair around it maybe feel better. Like maybe you feel bad about certain things. So you – you say, you know what? Because it's temporary, you make yourself feel less on the hook, less responsible, less of whatever psychological distress you're feeling. I think when you lie to yourself, it's funny. Also, I when I'm trying to think of times in which I lie, because like I said earlier, I find it very difficult to lie, and I'm a quite truthful person. It incidentally often drives me batty watching certain types of like sitcoms or whatever where these little lies are going on or or movies where people are lying for no reason you're like this is driving me bonkers why don't you just tell them exactly what happened that's so i find it hard to lie but i'm trying to think when do when do i lie and oftentimes it's like 
again, aside from the bald face, someone asks you for what happened and you lie right in their face. There's all these like subtle types of lying that I realize that I engage in pretty frequently. And, and oftentimes it, it re- revolves around trying to avoid conflict. And usually with someone who I am at best acquaintances with or have just met and don't really feel like – and I would just give a, 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 an example. And a, it's, it's not – again, it's not bald face line, but like when you meet, say, some old – person who's an acquaintance of your parents some says, old person <laughs> I, well okay the exact example i'm giving you need to lie uh, a little I, more I, be I respectful. For, it's just kind of a terrible example and it's not even that i lied it's more that i just didn't react didn't react truthfully mm-hmm. is how i would so I, I i did landscaping for a while with my dad and we worked for this old dude who was from a certain generation and there was something on the radio about gay rights and this was in the early 2000s was so I there lots for that? this sounds familiar I've told you guys, I'm sure, this before. And then uh, the old guy was out there, and he was probably in his 80s, and we were doing this loud, and they were talking about gay rights. And then he said, um, he said, uh, you know what we did in the war uh, when we caught, we caught a couple of guys 69-ing, and then he made a, pretended like he had a gun, and he went, ta 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 K-I-A. <laughs> and then I, I was like, I think I kind of chuckled, and then said, oh, yeah, those are different times, or something like that. Whereas my truthful reaction is like, you piece of shit. <laughs> what I would have wanted to say to him, like, you're you killed people. Like, what the fuck is like that? My truthful reaction is one of outrage, which would have caused tons of conflict with this old person who's close to death, anyways. And part of me still regrets that I didn't react more truthfully. Assuming to him. that he's being honest as well, right? Like, I, look, that's... my judgment of the situation was that he wasn't making anything up, and it was it was it sticks in my mind as quite a. Not traumatic, but it was a very surreal almost moment. I'm like, this guy's saying this, and I think he was in earnest about it. And well, uh, well, anyways, like- the point is, the point is stuff like that. And there's much more smaller examples where someone makes some kind of bigoted remark, and and you want, and my, again, my truthful reaction often would be to call them out on it. And, and then sometimes you're just like, well, I just, I don't want to get into it with this person, you know? Like, there's nothing to gain. We're not friends. We're not my social network. And you can't always be doing that to people you meet, you know? It's just not worth it. Your life would be constant conflict if if always your opinion when it clashes with other people, which is, you know, let's face it, often, this whole show is based around our opinions clashing with each other. No, it isn't. And we're, and we're honest about it here. <laughs> but when you, because we're, we're friends and we like discourse, but when you just meet someone and they say something you disagree with, it's you're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And that's not even a truthful reaction. So I consider that this kind of soft line where you're just sort of not being truthful in your responses, something to just avoid conflict to just because it's not worth it, you know? And, and, and I, I just, I find like that's just part of life. Well, to, the, to that effect, like, I, I'm considered – this is going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn here and everybody knows I hate to do that. But uh, but like I'm considered a pretty sociable guy at work. People generally like me at, in my places of work or whatever. In, a, in, a, in the course of a day, I see you know, dozens and dozens of people. Some of them are, are even my clients. Some of them are my colleagues, whatever. Spoiler alert, I don't like all of them. But when when I go up to them and when I'm dealing with them – I'm never going to like I'm always going to put on a positive positive side of myself even if like I'm not necessarily pleased to see them. Say I meet somebody in the hall I don't like or whatever. I'm I'm not I I some people will be will 
give them the cold shoulder, not talk to them, not engage with them. I engage with everybody, try to be positive and all that. In a way, it's being dishonest. It's being dishonest with the person because instead of putting on how I actually feel like being around them, I'm putting on sort of uh, uh, um, an artificial positive persona. And then it's the same. It's the same way in sort of like talking to people and 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 dealing and dealing with um, and dealing with people on the daily. And like like Mike said, it would be possible to engage in tons of conflict if I either said how I really felt or just acted more gruffly with the people I don't like, or even you know sp- spoke loudly about the people I don't like to the people I do like, you know, there's so much conflict that can be created, but by lying, even by putting on sort of like an untruthful persona, I mean, I not only am I making my life better at work or wherever, I'm making everybody's uh, uh, life better. I'm being more positive, even though um, I may feel like being negative, well, that, if that makes sense. That, that's an interesting, I think, dilemma a lot of working adults face, especially if they have to interface with people more than others. So maybe not if you're the, you know, you lay, you, you're a pavement guy. It's less of an issue. Um, but, you know, there's professionalism, which I think we've talked about, which is you're having this conversation with yourself to say, like, either you live according to the tenets of your personality and, and, and you know, react to things the way that you feel and be truthful outwardly or you say well we're you know we're at work we're not here for this i'm here you know to be to be easy to speak to as part of my professional overall makeup so well, i needed a, a work thing but it's, it's an everything thing for me yeah. it's like i go it doesn't matter where sure, i am it doesn't have to be work yeah, you know, like okay. I'm never well, going to be I'm never going to be antagonistic towards someone or or I'm going to be open and positive all the time. Even if I'm not happy to see somebody, I'm not going to be like, oh, dickhead, you know, or, you know, like it's just there's a there's an ultimate team that we play all the time filled with with guys that I don't like. Really, the the lead guy, um, if I saw on the street, like, I mean, and we've exchanged words before. I'd probably say, "Hey, how's it going?" And I would smile at him and stuff like that, instead of just like walking by and ignoring him. And like in a way, that's a dishonest thing. It's not just a work thing; it's an overall thing. Because I sort of think you are what you what you bring into the world. And if I'm bringing positivity, positivity, even in in dishonest fashion, then I'm I'm going to get that in return, hopefully. Well, yeah, and like in that whole social context, like I mean, you think of things like. Like in context of school and stuff, where there's this, these all these social hierarchies and and dynamics at play, and then there's people who are you know unpopular or weird, and you know and and you know we've you know the term sympathy friend is kind of a funny one, but but sometimes you know you have people that might want to be your friends, and then you really you're like I don't, but you don't you know if you were the bully, you'd just be like fuck off, I don't like you, you know, which is honest, you know. Uh, but oftentimes if you're somewhere in the middle, you don't want to hurt someone's feeling. You say like, uh, they want to do something on the weekend and you're just like, uh, oh, no, I'm really busy. I got, I got a family thing and, and maybe you don't really, you just don't want to hang out with them. But ex- what are you going to do? Be like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm trying not to be rude, but I don't like you and I don't want to spend time with you or I have enough friends already. You know, what do you gain from that? And it's a small lie, but I feel like lies like that are worth telling because, what do you want to leave a trail of burnt bridges and like hurt feelings behind you <laughs> because you cannot you're a, a you know the paragon of truth i will never tell anything which isn't exactly it, how i feel 
it's tough because like as you talk, I didn't think about that. And as I talk, as you talk and you mentioned sympathy friends, for a large part of my life, almost my entire life up to around now where I have possibly less close friends than I ever have had, I always had a sympathy or multiple sympathy friends. And yes, you're right. You're you're right in a way that it's it's like, what do I have to gain? I guess all I have to gain is that like I don't have to put in the the constant artificial effort of having like a long-term friendship with someone that I'm not really getting anything out of in return, you know, like, I mean, sometimes I guess it's harsh to cut the cord, but like, there's probably a good, a good enough way, way to do it. Uh, it, it Speaking of which, the charade has gone on long enough. I'm quitting this podcast. You guys, you guys, (laughs) I've been trying to be polite and lying this whole time. I don't want to do this show. But, but it's just, yeah, yeah. You know, as you get older and and you get crankier and you get like you think about you think about because school when you were giving the school example, I was I was thinking like yeah school high school when people say something is so high school, it's because of those ridiculous social interactions. But but the more I think about it, I'm like I'm an adult now, so of course I can say that. But as an adult. Like, do I still lie? Yes. And and do I still do social lying? All the time. And I just think that there's that, – that I'm a, almost a huge proponent of that that social lying in, 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 in favor of, of positivity and stuff and preserving people's feelings. Yeah. It's, the, it's the stuff, the negative lying that we have – because the negative lying is so obvious that we have – Mike gave the examples of, of, of the adultery and stuff like that. But like there's tons and tons of negative lying out there in the world that is hugely problematic and horrible and we don't talk about it because it's so self-evident. We've spent mo- almost all our time talking about the 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 positive effects of lying because we've been kind of indoctrinated with regards to it being a negative so we're trying to deep in a way we're all debunking that to a certain extent but the the reality is there's tons and tons of negatives associated with lying and like mike gave andrea's day in court is a sort of funny example but like really (laughs) if killers would just come in and be like so did you do it yeah i did it Okay, next, you know, like that, that, that would be like, it would be so much easier. Like the justice system would be like, okay, did you do it? Uh, no, actually I, I was framed. Okay. He's telling the truth because everybody does. So but yes, the consequences can be fatal. We you had that example of the adulterer early on. Well, what if uh, contracted AIDS and then lied, didn't tell the partner and that person dies and they don't know why. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you're mourning that person, and then they yeah, have it. Yeah, but you're getting then, into hypotheticals. Cause what no, if I, the, that's not hypothetical. That's that is a, a hypothetical. It's a true story. It's, the, but I'm not you just created a scenario. You said I, what No, if. no, I'm disclosing true facts, but we're keeping... But here's a, here's a true fact, then. Like, what if I, you know, you cheated on someone and then immediately tell them and they kill themselves in front of you because they're so heartbroken? I mean, like, that could happen. And then you don't tell them no, instead and well, they live what I'm, what I'm a, a fruitful, is, happily life the rest of their life with you. You, you robbed only that it. person of, of, the, of, of a decision. I mean, you, you've effectively, there are lies of negligence that are criminal. They're just outright criminal. Like lies can be used as bad as just taking a knife and sticking at somebody. The omission of information can have an impact on a person's life that is equivocal to just harming somebody. And I think a lot of law 
criminal law recognizes that fact actually um but it is interesting like you you bring up the kind of self-preservation thing of like you know why a lot of killers be like not guilty or i didn't do it and it's like yeah there's you know the evidence is strong and they probably did do it but it it is just interesting how this you know because you got to think something like lying is like We've evolved to do it for various reasons, and it's interesting to think where how it fits into all these other things. Like, so on the one end, you know, it's like you've done something terrible, and but the instinct to not die if there's say a death penalty or spend the rest of your life in jail—that's strong. That's a strong motivator, you know. So to lie seems natural because your will to live or to be free is stronger than your will to not lie. Mm. And then on the other hand, it's like we also have social norms which we've evolved to like you know for the most part to be not rude to everyone you see you know to be polite to not make few people feel terrible all the time that's a good thing that's a thing that serves a positive role in society so like don't be rude it makes you know you end up like doing little white lies and not being totally truthful all the time and that's probably a net positive and then on the other hand where people are trying to protect themselves from the consequences of their actions those are bad lies and like Crawford said the bad lies are are often self-evident and you see them on you know often on the world stage you hear these like you know you hear about like russia did this or the u.s did that when it's like bombings and all this sort of stuff and you're like who the hell knows what where truth lies with that kind of stuff uh because it's a you know it's a big kind of game but clearly there's lying involved there even the like, state levels it's and a lot of times we're like, yeah, it's bad. But then you'd be like, well, what's at stake? Maybe it's not as bad as the alternative. I don't know. You know, it's complicated. Oh, Croft is trying to speak, but uh, his mic is lying to him. <laughs> Barack Obama is the founder of ISIS. <laughs> and now let's get to the biggest liar, liar pants on fire in the room today. Uh, but Donald see, we Trump talked about and, politics recently. Uh, I, I, and, but, and it's funny because lying is... is so, so- Sorry, sorry to just interrupt, but is a lie of ignorance still a lie? Like he he believes that, right? We talked about this at the top of the show. Do you th- he doesn't believe it. It's a lie. It's you a lie. So? Well, some He's some like, things okay. he says are lies, but no, some some of them are. He is because I mean, uh, if you if anyone has read this uh, New York Times article from the guy who wrote the book, Donald Trump took credit the, for writing the, the art of deal. The ghost he writer. says that basically like the thing about Donald Trump is he, he operates in this thing. He doesn't think he's lying all the time because he doesn't really pay attention. He hears something off the cuff and he just kind of files it in his brain. He's like, yep, that's true. I heard it somewhere. I don't know where. And it feels true. So it's true. And then he'll say it. And, and he, so like a lot of times, there's a lot of things where he'll be held. He'll say, he'll be held to past positions. Like two years ago, you said this, and it, like, no. and he's like, no, I never said that. And there's like, well, we have a clip of you saying that. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then he'll be like, I didn't say it. That's you're mistaken or whatever. <laughs> and like that's happened multiple times. And I don't okay. understand why journalists don't just play the clip in front of him. They'll just be like, oh, okay, I guess like we'll have to move you on to the you. next topic. You know, like, <laughs> but he 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 definitely has has in, in politics in general. Like, I mean, there's a lot of um, you know lies of omission, uh, just avoiding to context contextualizing stuff, or or bald face lying, lying like Trump does. I mean that that's that's there, and it feels like a lie. Like, 
as Mulder taught us in the X-Files, the truth is out there. And people, people want to get to the truth on all things. They want to get like, what's the truth of this? Like, I, what's the truth of this issue? What's the truth of the, this matter? They want to get get there. And obfuscation through lying or omission and all that is is always can, can conceive, um, conceived as a negative uh, in that way because it's blocking your access to getting to the truth. And yes, you know, and it's, it's and then it's funny because I when you talked about uh, Mulder saying that or whatever, I. I instantly had this uh, picture of um, Jack Nicholson yelling, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> and, and in some ways, like, you know, if you're a politician or whatever, and or like a character like you played in that movie, that's a truthful thing to say from your point of view. Like it's something you really feel that the public or, or the greater good can't handle the truth. And it's like, it's too complex or it's like, and politics is fraught with, it's full of that, which is why it has that reputation for lying because it's almost all lies. Like, like you said, in the ones of omission, bald faced ones, even in like places like Canada, which is arguably a less lying place than the United States. Sorry, us listeners, but you have Donald Trump on your national stage. Um, and, but even there, it's like, it's a lot of like, you know, massaging the truth. And, and it's like, you know, and you hate to say it to get even more muddy, but the truth is kind of subjective too. It's like, what's your background? What's your worldview? Blah blah blah. You know, when you get into that stuff, it's even muddier. You well, know, the, what's a lie and what's uh, what's true. I guess there's one way to put it, which is just a statement as a fact as true as you know it in your mind, like in your mind, right? Like, it's possible to misremember things. Our minds are definitely fragile, so I guess, I guess, like, it's not possible to be like an automaton some robot relic of truth and record everything in exact detail unless you're one of those few freaky people that exist out there that remembers what happens on august 6 1962 what they had for breakfast and you know those people with those weird memory things yeah yeah um but like robots yeah but but like you we don't have robotics we have organic pile of goo in our heads and that stuff plays tricks on us all the time too so but that's where i go back to my the cornerstone of truthfulness which I think the truth is highly subjective and the whole world is that we live through is just a dream and a fantasy. So, so, but we can anchor ourselves to truths. We look at science for like repeatable, uh, repeatable results in science as a form of truth. Meaning, you know, if two plus two always equals four and we can all do the same math and have the same mode of communication, we can all say, this is true. We can we can firmly believe this thing and all identify this as true, and I think I think that's where I go back to it being a form of respect when you can when you can say I believe this to be true. I'm telling you things to the most to the best of my ability, but we can't and, escape I mean, I, lying though. Like you just you just can't escape misinformation, intentional or unintentional. Yeah, and again, that comes back to the subtleties of this. And I think when you know when you first hear lying, you think like going back to like to trying to teach your kids right from wrong and it's like billy billy throws a baseball through the neighbor's window and then the neighbor says you're you know your son billy threw a, a baseball through my window and you get billy there and you say billy did you throw the baseball through the window and he knows in his mind he's like i did do it and he says uh, no i did not you're like that's a willful lie and, and i think you know most people in all those situations or the adult or anything where it's like there is you do remember it correctly it's not muddy. It's not one of these subjective things. It's like this thing happened. You know it did. They don't want to deal, deal with, with the it. consequences. So yeah, you tell a lie. Like 
And again, most people's moral code is like, yeah, I don't like take responsibility, you know, and that's a lot of like with the the big line is is responsibility for your action. And uh, and the lying is trying to wait a way to get out of that. But see, so I gave the example of how I lie to a bunch of people on a daily basis. um, And sometimes like, you know, sometimes straight up to them as as well in terms of uh, asking them how they're doing or different things like that. But like I also, for instance, I dinged a car. This is years ago in an underground parking garage. There's no witnesses, no no one whatsoever. It was an old car, already had a couple of dings or whatever, and and I could just have gone and parked somewhere else. It was there are no cameras. It's an old garage. Could have just gone and parked somewhere else. Instead, I left a note on the dashboard saying, like, look, I dinged your car. My bad. Here's my phone number or whatever. They, they, they called me and, and, and we worked it out or whatever. And, and that's because I recognized that I had done something wrong. I had to live with the consequences. And the only way I was going to properly live with them is to tell the tr- truth to this person, um, even though I knew that it would be very easy for me to get away. Now – the reason I did that was because the stake that I considered the stakes, if you will, of the lie to be high. Like I had, I had done something that could have have a very negative effect to their to their life in in, in some way or cost them, you know, a lot of money and that sort of thing. Whereas I don't mind lying if the stakes are low, and I think that there might be some sort of positive outcome from it. So, like even the way I handle my day to day lies. Which I, you know, I have to think about. I have, I have that. It's your strict code of morality that guides which lies you find acceptable and which ones that you you cannot deal with. Which consequences you can deal with and which ones that you find more difficult to deal with. I'm, so I'm, I have to jump in. I'm, chuck, <laughs> I'm chuckling here because, like a month ago, I parked beside a car and I opened my door and totally dinged their their put like a little <laughs> pay mark, <laughs> and it was a pretty new car. And I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, I'm going to move the car. <laughs> I just moved it over. I looked around. I'm like, I don't think anyone saw it. Oh, God, I'm a terrible person. But uh, That's the thing about It's funny because I, I almost don't even think that was – you know the worst part about that was clearly morally – Here comes the justification. No, Keep well, going. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no. I'm putting it – I'm saying morally questionable what I did. But in some ways – Questionable? <laughs> hey, questionable. parking there. Here, here, I open my door. Here uh, is the... I just want to say – I didn't have to lie. Bald face. <laughs> if someone had come up, you know, if I had done that and closed the door and someone walked up to the car and be like, oh, did you just ding my door? I would be like, yes, I did. Uh, I mean, I would totally, I wouldn't have said like, oh, no, I didn't. That was like, but there was no one there. I didn't have to tell the lie straight to someone. So I said I took some other action, which was totally douchebag. <laughs> I mean, it was a very small scratch, but like, even though. <laughs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> look, look, look. The, the point, the point here about the lying is like we have two similar scenarios. One where Mike said that he moved it because, I mean, what's the point? It's just going to inconvenience you a whole lot. And you know what? Nobody's dead. Nobody's injured. It's just a little car. Whatever. Uh, you know, maybe almost your fault for having a new car and being so like I don't, I don't want this in my life. So the point is, is that this is a sliding scale. Like, like this is. By you know, you've essentially taken power of the situation. Like, ideally, in our communities, we want to be respectful to everyone. That means everyone should get a say in everything, and it should be all transparent. And and 
I'm crafting. I'm going to be honest He's with laughing you. At laughing at my... is super distracting. But I'm but he, glad. He, he, well, it's okay, nice to see you laughing. And I've lost my train of thought completely. I, I'm He's sorry. I'm not laughing okay, I have... at you, although I I was laughing at your your <laughs> justification of like it's sort of your fault for having a new car. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, we do it all, is... dude. We do it all. The point is that. But let me, let me no, 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 I just no, give wait. a third example. Wait, wait, I don't want hold it, hold it. The point is because we all know those people who hate everyone who lies because they've been hurt deeply by a lie, and now all you hear from them is I hate liars. Just don't lie to me, and I feel like saying to them. I feel sorry for the bad things that have happened in your life, but the world is filled with lies, including you. You're doing it too. So get stop being so hurt. Like lying is 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 everywhere. It's like the air. You can't escape it. You need to breathe yeah. it. And and so the point is, the point I'm making is that that sliding scale of when to be honorable, quote unquote honorable or truthful, and lying is different for everybody. And that, dis- that we argue when there's that dissonance. And it's clear you guys had that example. So let's hear a third example. Let's hear number okay, three. Okay, so the third example, it's funny because in the end it also involves dishonesty on the... So my mom parked her car in this driveway of my house and the neighbors were doing renovation. And the guy who's doing the renovation, he dropped this like metal thing on the car and it like dinged the hood. It wasn't a big deal. And she was like, oh, he, he knew he did it. He didn't really want to own up to it, but it was obvious, right? Okay. My mom was like, oh, he dinged my car. And then and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for it. And you could tell he was not happy about it. But, you know, he, he, he had no choice, right? So then my mom went and got an estimate. And it was going to be like $600 to pay it or to, to, to fix it or whatever. And then the guy was like, all right, gave her the 600 bucks. She didn't get the ding fixed. She spent that money on other shit because she was like, I don't care that much about the ding. Because that's what it costs to fix some of these things. And then so you want to be like, so was she lying? Because he was like, yes. $600 to fix your car. And Absolutely. she was like, thank you. I'll get my car fixed. And then she did that whatever she wanted. Absolutely a lie. And I mean, it's fun. Again, this yes. is how subtle all this stuff is because you'd wow. be like, Okay, he he did sign taking responsibility and you might again justify her dishonesty and being like, well, whatever, she can do whatever she wants with the money. He paid her the money to fix it. She didn't spend it to fix it. Uh, is that dishonest? And being like, uh, yes. he gave her the money in a context of fixing a car and then she spent on something else. Is that, I like you know, realizing the- in that story? Because in, in that, the story is essentially this guy dinged a car, your mom got an estimate at, and then told him how much it was, and he gave her the money, no protest. And, and no, there was she, protest. And then she didn't. And then she didn't spend them. And then she didn't spend it on the car, like, which honestly, I don't think changes anything. Well, and this is a justification thing, but it's like he damaged an asset of hers to a tune of a worth. He paid the worth, and she chose not to repair the asset with it. That's fine. That I don't see that as being a big issue. But it is funny how uh, how you're like you could see he was begrudging and like, but in the end, he did nothing wrong because he, well, like he he did something wrong, and then he made amends for it. So like well, and, and he anyways, made amends, of- but maybe maybe look. The, the the $600 was predicated on the cost of damaging the thing. Obviously, he damaged it, though. No, but it was not worth $600 if it wasn't important enough to fix. It's worth much yeah. less. If and you, if and, and, the case for the payment is that, oh, I have to fix this. You've screwed me. So if I say and, if I don't care and don't fix it, why do I need any dollars? Because I don't honestly, care. It's still being damaged. It's still but like – I don't care. You, That's the right, point. Right, but – so but, here's the thing, like if it's if not it had, yours, it's her just, that, just has, listen, that has to care. In this like, context, like if she, she had care. gone, if she had gone, or he had taken the car to a mechanic and he had fixed it and paid the mechanic to fix it, my mom would have been like, eh. Just it's just then it's just a bunch of runaround and like and just to put the nail on the coffin of this little idea, like I've had my door 
card dinged multiple times by people who never left notes and i was like i don't fucking care it's a car like you know it's it, one thing if someone like totally smashes it or or you know a lot of times stuff like that happens and you're just like eh. it's different if someone steals your steals something from you or anyway so you're just you just wanted to throw in that last piece of justification yeah justified yeah no but that that's an interesting because mike <laughs> felt the need to do that and and that's what what i think when you get back to the lying thing it, it it becomes down to like it's lying to yourself sometimes, but it's 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 lying to to other people. Uh, they can do like if you do damage to yourself through a lie to yourself, it really doesn't matter. Like it's you have to deal with that. You're paying the consequences for your own lie to yourself. When you lie to somebody else, then then they have to pay for the consequences, and that's that's where it's that's where. But it's once tricky. again, you know what's interesting about all this conversation, and even in this context of this example, we've been beaten to death here, is once again that the fact that the, that the lie is usually associated with other action, and I find that kind of interesting that it's this overlay thing. It's like is lying in and of itself bad, or is it only bad in the context of other actions? And I feel like that's kind of like the root of it. If the other action are aimed positively we generally say lying's not bad and if those other actions are terrible and you're lying about it we'd say lying is bad it's like lying is neutral i think it depends what side of the lie you're sitting on though because well that's exactly but that's what i mean it's like it's the, the the context of the thing of which you are lying about uh, is 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 where the morality comes in, mm. and it's just lying usually has something else associated with it. It's not just it, lying that's bad. Here's a here's a hy- completely weird hypothetical to you both. If you know the Jim Carrey movie Liar Liar, where he is unable to tell a lie, he has to tell the truth to hilarious everything. ends. To hilarious ends. If everybody in the world. Everybody was subjected to the rules of uh, of liar liar. I everybody had to tell the truth. They could not say anything except the truth. Would the world overall be a better place or not? Well, I want to jump in right now here because Bo always likes to talk about this hive mind, and that's essentially oh, you being, exactly you what scooped the hive me. Mind. That was going to be part of my verdict. Well, I knew it was because <laughs> you're all about the stupid hive mind, and the, and the reality it. is you don't want to know all those details that everyone thinks uh, thinks about you, you know. And it's like oh, and it's God. like if anything. All you have to do is look at comment sections of the internet to realize, you know, the trolls and where people feel they don't have this social buffer of like being polite through soft lying, and all it ends up doing is usually just causing people distress. Yeah, that's that's a negative for sure. That's a negative. But the con- the the other side of that is all politicians have to tell the truth. Any sort of criminal criminal action or whatever would be like everybody would. Uh, have to say the truth and all that like yeah the social niceties would go down the tube a little bit you know but uh but everybody would be subject it's like we talked about nudism a couple of weeks it's not like you're the only one naked everybody's naked so everybody would have to do this so at one point people would get used to this sort of the social implications meanwhile all the rest of the world like if you remove lying wouldn't wouldn't that be a net positive though I honestly, I honestly think that for certain clear-cut things like someone's dead and you ask someone, did you kill them? And they are compelled to say, yes, I did. OK, case closed. For certain like criminal justice things, yes, th- there will be a lot of them. But like what Bo was touching on and like this truth from my point of view kind of thing, which I think is sort of legitimate when people really believe something 
is a truth. I think with things like pol- politics and all that kind of stuff, it would just become very clear how complex everything is, which it is, and how many different standpoints that are legitimate can exist. And, and, and I think that lying just softens all that stuff so that we can kind of fool ourselves into thinking things are simpler than they are. I think if no one ever could lie, we'd just be more aware of how messed up and complicated everything is, and we'd be no closer to solving our problems. It would just be like we might be more aware of it, but we'd still all disagree I like, that's and a, argue. That's a lot of words just to say lying's fun. I know my thing would be. I don't think. I don't think it'd be better or worse. It'd be. It'd be different, but the same. Yeah, what do you right. think, Bo? No um, lying in the world. Everybody's forced to tell the truth. What, I, I, would it be better or worse? World I, it would definitely be better. But the problem is, we'd have we'd have to have such a fundamental shift in in our physiology the way our brain works like we would have to be we, we just it's impossible it's you know it's impossible it's like what would it be like if there's no oxygen on earth and no no i know it's but, a total but, but, as, but, but as a hypothetical but, i would say it has to be better because lying is fundamentally self-serving for the most part you know but again, we, we spent half this podcast talking about how lying is not all self-serving, and a lot of it is selfless, and you're just trying to save other people the discomfort yeah, but, of your opinion, which doesn't matter. But the self-serving anyway. part is you're deciding for someone else. It's not that you're, you're deciding for someone deciding else. For you're just others. avoiding social conflict. Like well, I think, no, I think right, in this- but the net result is a decision for someone else. They can't participate potentially in something that has agency in their life or affects them in some way. That you're withholding, you're deciding, but and, like and in the I, smaller social context of niceties, like how am I doing? You say you say smaller social context, but this is huge, and it's like what Crofton said. I'd almost say it'd be worse. Uh, I was going to say the <laughs> same, but almost worse because just imagine, just imagine all of all of our. Um, national leaders who are meeting each other and they have the niceties of the handshake but their honest things are like i hate vladimir putin and and then it's you know there'd be so much more conflict in the world probably if everyone was compelled to tell their exact truthful position on everything all the time that we just have constant conflict everyone would hate each other because You'd you'd be having a bad day, and you'd think everything looked ugly and shitty, and you'd tell everyone you saw that, and they would pass it along. Like, but what you would also say is, "I hate you, but I have to coexist with you for survival." (laughs) So, 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 you know, you'd be honest about how you feel about them, which would actually, in fullness, be, "I find you irritating, but I am going to, you know, not we're not going to engage in fisticuffs because our mutual cooperation is beneficial to the betterment of my family." I get to eat. Well, and then that person would just respond with like i'm using all my willpower not to punch you in the face right now i really wish i could but i understand justice so fuck you see you later and then you're like fuck that person and that's how your day goes all the time and it's like how would that be better i'm gonna wave the flags here because i feel that you guys are now hedged into your positions and we are at a perfect opportunity to roll out the red carpet of verdictum (laughs) and move move right down damn it all I have right. no clue what I'm going to say. <laughs> Order, I say. Order in the court. All, All right. right. Do either of you want to take the bullet of going first? I feel like my my verdict's going to be the best, so I should go. <laughs> okay, okay whatever. I'll, I'll I'll do it. Um, okay. I said I didn't know where. 
I didn't know what I was going to say, but um, wow, that's, that's why you, we ha- we have the perfect uh, verdict for a topic like this, which is muddy and messy and smelly, Ew. and it's uh, it's bullshit. Lion is bullshit. All right, and it's funny because like even the clear cut, bald face, willful lie, which we all are like that's bad. It's like it's bullshit to not take responsibility for your actions. Maybe it's understandable you're trying to protect yourself, even if you're like, no, you're wrong. And all the like subtle social stuff, that's still kind of bullshit too. You know, it's a bit unfortunate that w- that we're all so so soft, so thin skinned that we can't we can't take the truth from everyone. That our self esteem is so fragile that we can't bear for anyone to say, you know what, I don't like you. I can't stand listening to your voice today. Uh, we don't want to hear that, but but we're all kind of fragile, so maybe that's kind of bullshit too that we just can't take it either. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm landing. But man, this was a messy conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I think that lying is good. That's a lie. Oh, Rex is bad. Rex. Uh, you have excellent showmanship, Crofton. And that was also a lie. Oh my! Because God. it's bullshit. <laughs> Which one's the truth? We don't even know because I have unsettled the whole order of things. If you can't trust my verdicts, what can you trust? I you- never trusted your verdicts. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, stop interrupting, Bo. I'm trying to do my verdict here. I'm sorry. So, so here's here's the deal. Um, it, it is it is bullshit. I I agree with Mike. I really didn't want it to be. I really didn't want it to be. I wanted it at one point. I wanted it to be good because I recognized that, like, when I was giving that example of sort of like the social niceties, just the positive positivity through dishonesty to a certain extent that that I practice sometimes. Um, the avoiding the the avoidance of conflict and this sort of thing. Um, I I thought that that was enough to push me onto the good side of the th- side of the coin but then talking about the negative aspects talking about uh the consequences you know that come with lying and there's some there's some huge negative things and and both these guys uh talked about them and and I made the joke of doing the three verdicts but the reality is, the reality is if lying was a good thing then we and it was an encouraged practice. If society encouraged lying as a positive, it was given a virtue in the same way that truthfulness is, then then you never would know what to believe, what to take. It misinformation would 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 just multiply. It would become an increasingly difficult world to navigate. Uh, I like the fact that when I listen to this show, for instance, and I hear a verdict at the end, I know that's what the person really believes, and they're not just lying to, you know, put on a show and in, in this case uh, i'm gonna have to go the mushy middle and say it's bullshit so lying is bullshit all right time for my verdict and i'm excited about here, this one i think this comes. might be my favorite topic we've ever done on the show i love lying i love the subject of lying um so and and that's the truth folks i'm not lying there uh like crofton does all the time but i love him for lying all right anyways uh the point is lying is the stuff of life I know no single parent that does not lie to their children. And I'm not sitting in judgment of them because I don't have kids. But even so, that just tells me lying is so important to the human universe that we teach it even when we don't want to. We tell kids not to lie and then we lie to them. And they all do it. 
And to all those people out there who say things like, never lie to me, I hate liars, you're a liar too, and you lie all the time. Lying is the stuff of life. So you should commend children, for example, when they lie effectively because they're learning how to deal with the world that we're in. That being said, being truthful is a show of honesty to people that you care about. Being truthful is a show of honor to your community. And that's an important thing that has value. It is good to have integrity. And being truthful is associated with integrity. And I think we should all value that. So lying is the stuff of life, but lying is fundamentally stupid. If you think about the universe that we live in and and are trying to understand it and trying to be bigger than we are, trying to learn what it is we're really a part of as we're alive... Lying is just a fundamentally stupid activity to engage in because it does nothing except, as Mike alluded to, is part of our survival mechanism, I think, in how we deal with other living things. And it's necessary. It's all about... It's The world is thick with lies. Everything I'm looking at right now has a lie associated to it. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive for better things. And we could definitely do without the lie Lying is bad. There you go. That may be the best verdict I've ever given on this show. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel good. It's as, funny as judged by Bo, also he may be lying about that, so be careful. No, it's, it's also truthful. funny because I was like listening to it. He landed on a bad, but I was like, if you were to listen to section one of his diatribe before his verdict, you'd be like, oh, he thinks this. And section two, you'd be like, yeah, he thinks this. And then he just picked one. And it's I'm like, but everything play. you said, <laughs> it's like you could pick it like, like Donald Trump. I feel like I could show you a clip of the first part of your verdict and then re- play it again against your verdict and be like that doesn't jive buddy you just said all this other stuff it's true i don't know maybe he's looking at the full I, spectrum. I understand the way he's he's justifying it and i, I i'll allow it i also i also <laughs> i also enjoyed how he he sold this verdict is it's going to be the best ever let me go last because it's going to be good and then when he i was think done, it was it was it, it was pretty elo- eloquent it was, it was good and then when he was done he was like that was good Sometimes, sometimes like, you know when you did something good, right? Like, and it happens so infrequently on the show that I feel I like, that good. Or in it. life, I'm like <laughs> failure True. after. I failure. agree with that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you have an opinion on lying, why don't you tell us the truth and and tell us what that opinion is? Unless you lie about it, it's very. I'm I'm calm, I'm confused of my own sort of scenarios I've created here. But you can do that by reaching out to us via email, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull or facebook.com slash goodbadbull. Um, we've got a website, goodbadbull.com. Actually, if you just remembered goodbadbull, you're pretty much set to find us. Uh, we have all our episodes on there, tons of episodes now on a uh, lots of topics in which we deliver a truthful verdicts. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are all individuals of individual natures. Um, let's uh, let's go through the A-team here. Murdoch, Hodgins, uh, where can people reach you? Um, they can find me spouting the truth on my Twitter account, at ML Hodgins. For example, today, just shat on smokers for no reason. It's true. That was a good that, tweet, actually. I enjoyed it. That's <laughs> I, I, Let me review that stupid. tweet. I give it. Nine on ten Twitter birds. Oh, he see there, he's a truthful person. Speaking of Twitter birds, uh, Mr. T, where can people find you? I pity the fool who doesn't follow me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. 
<laughs> and uh, you can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter and watch my plan come together. Uh, I'd also like to encourage uh, to thank those of you who've supported us on Patreon. We have a Patreon and uh, patrons. So uh, if you want, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us starving children or starving podcasters. So uh, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. That's where we're at. Uh, and any uh, any support you want to throw our way is much appreciated. Gentlemen, that was a long episode, but a good one, I think. And I would even encourage our listeners to go and lie about us with a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> yes. Or you could tell the truth, just as long as you wind up at five stars, then, you know, we're all, Remember, we're all in agreement. Did we make sure to thank our patrons for supporting it. us? I got to admit, I was actually sending out a tweet while we were doing the tweet things. I'm being honest here. I got distracted with Twitter. I'm being honest. But it was to tell the world that I think this is that we've recorded the best podcast we've ever done. I wanted to excite all of our listeners. I don't think this is the best one we've ever done. I like the police one better. (laughs) (laughs) The police. Look, this is my opinion. It doesn't have to be yours. It's just my opinion. I'll be honest. My opinion. I'll be honest here. And when you say you'll be honest, it's because because you are. Cause, because yeah. why would you say it if you weren't going to be honest? True. Um, it's very true. I'll I'll be honest. I think we're on a bit of a hot streak. I've been listening to some of our shows recently, and I'm like, hmm, this is a good show. One of those guys in particular, very entertaining to my ears. <laughs> it's me, right? I'll, it's I'll, like about to explode. It's me. Well, geez. You should get you're into d- politics soon. You're just assuming it's me. So, I mean, listeners. You can tell us the see, truth. Our see, feelings can take see, it. See, he can't lie because I, I set him up to say one of us, Michael. But we both know it's him. But he, you know, he could have done it. Committed well, we to also the know part. him to be a narcissist. So it's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. The thing see, about lying is you have to be good at. What's that, Crofton? And neither of you are sparing my feelings. Yeah. You're just you're, you're telling friends. me straight up. We're you're good like friends and we're he's, a, he's a narcissist. Where you could just be like, Crofton, you are a very entertaining individual, and sometimes your opinions are very um, are very interesting. It's like the it's like the don't feed the trolls. Same with narcissism. You can you know you do it. You, you feed yourself enough. You don't need any more from us. But I need some from the readers. Let, let the me listeners. let me let me let, uh, let let you know. Let's let's go into the sunset with this episode. Partly with my thought, although you can add your thoughts, is just that I never feel more insulted or small than when I'm speaking with you guys. And I love you guys. I mean, no, it's great. But, like, you know, you'll sit there and you'll tell me the straight dope, man. Like, about what well, I feel you know, about I would say that though, and, though there's, the, though there's bullshit in our in our title, I feel like this is a strictly no bullshit zone. Yeah, know? yeah. Is, isn't that Mostly. Bill O'Reilly's slogan? Oh, no! Oh! Spin zone. That's no spin. his. It's, yeah, that's his. It's that's pretty his close. It's pretty close. Ooh, I think so we let's start... trademark no BS zone right now. Yeah. yeah, we should. The no bullshit zone. 
Though we often give bullshit, so I don't know what that means. It's like contradictory. Yeah, technically we just like Fox News being fair and balanced. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com/slash Good Bad Bull.